everybody, people. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week, I am joined by friend of the show, Abe Klein, for a game of Kevin Crawford's Stars Without Number. Stars Without Number takes old-school sandbox-style adventure role-playing and blasts off into the stars for an experience that captures the joys of things like Star Wars, Firefly, the Guardians of the Galaxy, and other sort of space scoundrel stories in a cool context with a lot of familiar mechanics, but also neat approaches that sort of give it an otherworldly sci-fi feel. I really dig it. I'm a big fan of the game, and I think you're going to love it. You can find more information about Stars Without Number in the show notes below. Before we dive in, though, a special thank you to all the wonderful people who came and hung out with us at the Everything is Awesome Headstrong Comedy Festival over the weekend at Thirsty Dice. It was a wonderful event, a great podcast recording. I had a great time. And most importantly, we raised $781 for charity, well passing our $500 goal. What a great thing, what a great day for a great cause. All around, could not be happier with it. Donations are, of course, still open, though, if you'd like to donate at bit.ly slash headstrongfest. And with all that said, let's throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am sitting down with Abe Klein. Abe, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Thank you for having me. So this week, we are playing Stars Without Number. It is uh, old-school sandbox-style Dungeons & Dragons, but in space, and I am very excited. How are you feeling? You feeling excited? Yeah, quite excited. Good. I'm very... I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I've got, a, I've got some fun things planned, so let's go ahead and dive into it. Why don't you take a moment to introduce us to your character this week? Give us sort of their big picture, and then we'll dive into some of their background stuff in a moment. Uh, so I am playing Sparks McGee. Uh, he is... He goes by him... Uh, he, him, uh, he has, uh, a technician's background, mm -hmm. so he is, I think, working on the engine of the ship and, uh, may work as a quartermaster as well, depending mm -hmm. on the size of the ship. So let's kind of go into, uh, Sparks's background, because I have some big questions to set up, set up where we are and what we're doing today. Awesome. What's a happy memory that you have of your home world? Um, so I grew up on a farm, and I uh, didn't really like the, the tiny podunk town that I was living in, but I remember that one day the uh, when I was like seven, the starship recruiting team came through and showed big hollow vids and talked about the glamorous Navy life, and it really gave me a dr the dream of going out and exploring the galaxy. Mm, I, I like it. So, uh, you've had this big dream, but the thing is, the, the Navy never really came back, right? Like, they, they, they showed up, you know, there were, there were some recruiters here and there, but they never really, you know, gave you that sort of opportunity. Every time, every time a recruiter came by, it was real specifically like, we're recruiting for an operation, and you were you were clever enough to pick up on the fact that they were going to ship you off to a planet to blow you up, essentially. Yeah, cannon fodder. Yeah, exactly. So my question, my next question for you is: This changes when you are how old are you when you finally find your way on? T or rather, here's a two part question: How old are you? And what did uh? Captain Naruta Otani promise you to get you to join the crew of the Hanged Man's Gambit? Hmm. I was 15, but I 15. lied and said that I was 19. Okay, sure. And 
she promised me unbridled control over the engine room because I have always loved taking apart, rebuilding, tweaking, tuning engines. Nice. I like it. Yeah, so you end up on the Hanged Man's Gambit, which is a small uh, a small free trader vessel. Uh, called that because there is an old story, and Neruda, she's a heavyset, dark-skinned woman, sort of with one eyebrow perpetually raised, faced permanently in, like, a ever-so-slight smirk. Uh, she loves to tell the story of how uh, there's, there's a famous story of a criminal who was in prison, death row, no less. Uh, had moments before, uh, our criminal, this young man was sent to, was meant to go to the proverbial gallows. Uh, the prison that he was staying in was raided because this young man had pissed off a pirate lord so thoroughly that she was the one who wanted to be the one to pull the trigger and to kill him. In the ensuing fight, he snuck away on a ship and escaped. This is the hanged man's gambit. The moral of the story being... Piss off enough people and you'll always be safe. This is the Hangman's Gambit's operating procedure as sort of a, a mercenary smuggler, legitimate business vessel. Enemies are always more reliable than friends. This is this is true. This is the more that's the more that's that's the that is the 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 you could write that on a flag and hang that from the Hangman's Gambit. You can always count on an enemy. I love it. So what was the first job you pulled with the crew like? What what was what was what do you remember from that first job that you pulled with the gambit? Um what are the energy sources in this universe? Um like power cells and Awesome, big ass batteries. Like yeah, big ass batteries. Uh so we raided a navy supply warehouse for um weapons and uh found a unexpected cache of uh, power cells. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, and that's kind of been so you, you've you've been able to sell off a few of those. I, I think this is probably you've probably been on here for about like two or three years now, right? Like you're still new, but you've been around the block a few times. You've had a few jobs. A few yeah. of these batteries are still sitting around your cargo hold. Yeah, and I've been able to uh, I've been able to jury rig batteries into weapons. Nice. So set a timer and blow them up. Nice. So who are you on the run from? Well, I think that would be obviously the Navy, but also we probably have some rival, you know, gray gray market smuggler people that we've pissed off. Mm, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, you've definitely you've definitely crossed paths. And, the, you know, I think that the irony is not lost on you that you've crossed paths with the Navy and that you are on no, on no uncertain terms an enemy of the Imperial Navy. Yeah. So, all of this brings us to the present. This brings us into a, a block of dead space. Um, a distress beacon has been picked up by, by, the, by the Hangman's Gambit. Naruda has noted... A small free trader vessel, much like yours, seem you know scans to point back that it's abandoned. Probably scrap, just sort of floating. You know the you know a doomed vessel floating in deep space, too far from anything to safely land and to make to to make it to port. An easy an easy score for for you and your crew, right? This is an easy. You pop in, you see what you can what you can scavenge, 
and you make your way out. So my two yeah. questions for you. What about, as you look at this ship, which the, the Distress Beacon reports as the Crimson Opportunity, what is it about the Crimson Opportunity that catches your eye? Um, it doesn't have its cargo stored like it should. The cargo pods are not are not largely in the 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 cargo cradle. They're kind of bolted on the sides. That's interesting. Yeah, they're almost like a sidecar, like on a motorcycle. They're almost just this second. There's like the ship, and then these kind of almost like a trailer. I'm picturing it like there's just these big cargo pods that are just sort of floating next to it, almost chained to the ship itself. Yeah. So what worries you about this particular job? Well, I know the general layout of most cargo vessels, Mm -hmm. and this doesn't fit the silhouette of one of those, but it does look suspiciously like a, um, uh, uh, a converted small frigate. Okay, Uh, yeah. And I know that the cargo pods are right about where the main batteries normally would sit on a frigate. Okay. So, you make your way to the Crimson Opportunity. The ship approaches, we get a long shot of the Hanged Man's Gambit floating towards this ship. You sort of dock, connect, because you're about the same size, so you kind of have to, like, sort of just connect. Uh, they, uh... Scrum Sigma, the sort of ship's uh, science officer, Scrum runs. Scrum runs the. Uh, he runs a scan of the the system, right, and pulls back that there's no life on it, and that furthermore, life support has been is not present. There's no life support, so you all have to sort of get into your bulky sci-fi spacesuits, do that sort of floaty jump from ship to ship, and you and you make it inside. Everything in the Crimson Opportunity is, like, patchwork. Picture, like, black Star Wars Imperial aesthetic that has then been patchworked over. Awesome. How, like, long hallways, but, like, big sort of rusted metal plates are, are bolted over this very sleek black chrome aesthetic. Wires are hanging down. Lights are flashing. Uh, there's no, you know... You see around a few, uh, a few bodies, a few, a few dead bodies are kind of around. Lights are flickering, but computers and scanners seem to still be running. Awesome. Question. Is there yes. artificial gravity? Um, there is artificial gravity. Artificial, artificial gravity is running. Uh, lights are flickering. Some, some scum comms, or not comms, some, like, scanners and computer screens are, are on and cool, running. Cool. Which makes it odd that life support is gone. Because yeah. that should be the last thing that shuts down. Yes. So what do you do? Um, so I want to, uh, I'm leading the away team, I assume? Uh, you're, you, you, you're part of the away team, but I think, like, You've sort of splintered off into smaller sections. Uh, the general layout, and I'll, I'll ask where you, where you and your crew of two, where you and your tier two person like crew have sort of gotten off to. Awesome. So I think that that someone is going to go check the bridge. Sure. But uh, I'm the engineer. I want to see what I can salvage from their uh, engines. So cool. I head to the back of the ship. All right. Cool. That was exactly what I was going to ask you. Um, so yeah, uh, Naruda 
heads off to heads off to the bridge, and you are accompanied by uh, you are accompanied by Tam Bradwick, a young gray-skinned woman with like bright red hair and matching eyes. She generally serves as the ship's diplom as the ship's diplomatic contact, sort of the person the person that they put in front when you have to go through Imperial Worlds, as she kind of knows all the protocol. And you're with Old Vic, who is very old, very jovial, uh, a great card shark, a whiskey aficionado, and most importantly, no one has any idea why he's on your ship. <laughs> just, it's just Old Vic. He's just, as long as anyone has been on the Gambit, he's been there. It might be his ship, we're not really sure. But Old Vic is there. Awesome, I love Old Vic. I'm a big fan of Old Vic. He uh, he helped me uh, get used to the ship when I first came on board and told me all the secrets and the passageways and wh- and where I could store my liquor that no one would steal it. What's one thing he told you that's true and one thing he's told you that is not true? Because I think he tells a lot of I think he tells a lot of stories about the ship, and about half of them turn out to just be not just be a thing that he told you because he thought it was funny. Uh, the true thing is he was at the Great Battle of Pharsis Ridge mm-hmm. during the last Galactic War. But he was actually a cook instead mm. of the crack commando that he always claims he was. So mm. he always tells these stories of infiltrating enemy lines and taking out the the commanders as as they pop their heads up. But really, he was just in the back cooking up some stew. So he is, like, moving around you at this point with, like, an energy knife, like a vibro knife, and, like, stalking around and, like, muttering. You've kind of had to mute his, like, calm because it's just, it's just a constant stream of, of the battle of Farsis Ridge, and you're just gonna have, and you just had to be like, alright, I'm, I'm, I'm pausing there. I'm pu- and, putting a pause he, on Old uh, Vic. He's humming the Mission Impossible theme. Yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot going on with Old Vic. So you head to the, you head to the, uh, you head to the engine room. And as you kind of head to the engine room, you get a call on your... I'd say just as you get there, the engine room is... Several of the generators are are humming along smoothly, powering the various devices. Again, strange that, that, that they should be running given that the ship is sort of floating in dead space. Yeah. There's sort of large, you know, crates and power supplies, various wires and devices. What is it you're, what are you doing? What are you, anything, is there anything you're looking for? Anything that you're, uh, that you're doing in particular? What are you doing here? So I'm in the engineering, uh, bay. So, um, the first thing I want to do is I want to check on, uh, the life support logs, mm-hmm. see any of the errors or command or the, or the most recent few commands that were entered. Okay. Uh, make me a, I think this is, you get in, so what happens is you get into the system, right? And you know, like, the things to, pr- the buttons to press, the, the things you gotta do to, like, pull up that system. Mm-hmm. They seem locked down. Something has locked them down. Ooh. Something has locked them down. And, um... I'm gonna need a, a roll from you, a skill check, to see if you can, like, get into the system. Or rather, awesome. if you can get into the system safely, because you'll be able to get in, but things are. But if if you're able to get in without things going awry, I need. I'm gonna need a roll. 
And Sounds I need like you to describe to me how you how you're gonna break through this basically lockdown computer interface. Awesome. So I will be honest, I'm kind of going into this game a little bit dark. I don't really know mm-hmm. how the mechanics work. What am I rolling and how many of them? Uh, tell me what you're doing and I'll tell you what I'll tell you uh, the sk- the specific skill you're rolling and then we'll go through the uh, the sort of game rolling pr- the dice rolling process. Awesome. So I see that there is a card reader. Mm-hmm. Um, for, like, command access codes, uh, but someone has smashed it. So I want to fix that and then use my uh, data slab, which has, like, you know, one of those hacker movie mm-hmm. things where you just insert the card and then you hack into the card reader with yeah. the card. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to call that a fix roll. So what you're going to do is you're going to roll 2d6 plus your fix score... Plus your, I'm going to call this intelligence, plus your intelligence modifier. Awesome. So uh, my intelligence modifier is zero because I've got an intelligence score of 10. Yes. Uh, and I've got a fix of one. So I'm rolling 2d6, and that is a four and a three, which is seven, plus one is eight. All right. Uh, that is just enough to get in and find some information out. Shortly before, shortly before things start to happen on the ship, you've got a little bit of time to react to what happens next. You look through the logs. Um, you see that like the life support logs are running smoothly. They are uh, damaged, but like holding strong. Life support is, is you know, it's if the power is being re- is being rerouted from other sources into life support, and then there is a command. From a user labeled with just the word score to shut off life support on all on all sections of the ship. Uh, and it seems to come out of nowhere. It seems like life support was running and then whatever score is, score seems to have shut off the life support Suspicious. across the entire ship. Awesome. Um, so is there, am I then like immediately locked out or can I still poke around? Oh, um, you can still poke around, but as you do, like, your comms sort of buzz, and you start just hearing in your ear, uh, scrum, uh, uh, attention, uh, everyone, um, I don't mean to alarm anyone, but, um, this is, well, a bit curious, uh, all of our computer screens have gone dark. Suspechoso! Something has happened. We seem to be locked out of our own ship. We've been locked out. Oh, so Scrum is still on the Scrum on, is yeah. Scrum is hung. Scrum hangout. is hanging back. Um, Otani has taken uh, security officer Marvolian Bruce. Marvolian, uh, they are. They are, they are the designated security expert, and so they were going up to the bridge as sort of what, what would presumably be the most dangerous place on the ship. They headed that way, the two of you headed this way, and Scrum stayed back to sort of like ma- ma- mounted, p- 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 heavily edited podcast, to monitor Hello. things from afar. Awesome. Um, what should I say to him? Have you tried Control-Alt-Delete? Uh, yes. All right, I'm gonna try some things, and he clicks off. As um, I think as that happens, the door opens behind you, 
and you hear like clanging footsteps coming approaching you on the bridge on the in the engine room yeah from towards yeah sorry for from the entrance of the engine room towards you you hear you hear several you hear several sets of clanging footprints i uh call out on the general band hey who's out there uh uh, Atani pipes in. Nobody's out. Out where? Out. It should be. Should be you, Vic. Should be you, Vic, and Tam. Why are you? There's someone coming back to the engineering room. Um. I'm a pretty affable guy. I I I'm I'm trusting as a smuggler. I'll I'll uh uh go peek. Uh, uh, can I get an angle on the uh? on the door, like, while standing in the room, like, to look down the hallway, or is it kind of like a, a sharp corner that I'd have to stick my head through the, uh, the doorway? Uh, why don't you make me a roll? We'll call this a roll. This will be a... This is probably... I assume there's a, a hide or a stealth... There's sneak. This will be a sneak roll. If you don't have that on your sheet, I'll tell you what you roll in a moment. Awesome. I am unskilled in it, I believe. Alright, so that counts as a minus one penalty to the roll. This will be sneak awesome. plus your dexterity to get a view on, like, who is approaching. Awesome. Dex is 16, so my mod is... Oh, three? sorry, bump bump that... I got I, I got the numbers wrong. Bump that up to an 18, plus so a plus two. Awesome. 18. Um, so, uh, I have really good dex. Uh, so, still roll 2d6? Yeah, 2d6 plus your dex minus one. That's, uh, uh, four plus one minus one plus four is eight. All right. I'm going to be rolling, I'm going to oppose this. So plus one. Pull up a dice roller. So you got an eight? Yep. Okay. Um, Yeah. You, you peek around, there's like a corner, there is a sharp corner, you like, you peek around just right, and you see a, uh, sort of armored, you see several, um, like, smaller kind of security bots, and a soldier bot, you know, you recognize sort of the bulkier, bulkier rifle-carrying soldier bot, as well as several smaller mass-produced security bots, like coming towards your location, marching towards you in uni- in unison. There are four security bots, each on two sides of the soldier bot or soldier bot in a V formation, marching towards like the uh, the consoles in the engine room. Ooh, that is do? not good. Um, I know how valuable soldier bots are. the The combat bots f- flanking him are pretty much dime a dozen, but. The soldier bot is super expensive, and I mm-hmm. bet that that would net me some nice bonus pay on this away mission. So I want to hack into him remotely and try and, at the very least, disable him, but maybe turn him to, to my side. Okay. Make that, uh, I think that's going to be a program roll. Nice. Make me that program roll. Um, that is plus uh, your, a roll. Plus your intelligence. Awesome. So I have no intelligence bonus, so I have uh, ten. Six and four. All right. Um, 
it, you actually, you, you successfully like hack in, you actually successfully, you pull out your, like your portable, your data block, your data brick. And like you, 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 you know, you get into just the right frequency, you pull it up, you get into its head and you get through its initial defenses. Like you get in, you get into its head. You theoretically could, had everything gone right, you would have been able to control this thing. Mm Mm-hmm. The catch is, and I'm actually going to need a second, uh, oh, very good. Very, very good. I'm going to need a, what happens is you're able to basically, like, give a command. I'm going to say you can give, like, one solid command to it before you realize and you notice, like, in the command script, basically, as you're, like, watching the matrix numbers fly by on your, on your data, on your data block, that, like, there's a second presence in here. Something else is also, like, hacking into this robot's, like, mainframe, its its virtual intelligence. Something else is also reprogramming it. So what do you order it to do before your, your, your commands get overwritten? Okay, I have one command? Yeah, you have one solid thing, like, you one solid action you can basically have it take. This doesn't um, have to be, like, a, a single command, but, like, it'll do one thing that you tell it to do. Or that you tell me to do, like it'll do the thing I, you tell me you tell me you want it to do, and then I kind of want it to go into safe mode. Okay. So shut down networking, shut down, like like clear the command buffer, shut down networking, and um, uh, uh then like go into like you know kind of crouch down and go into like a, a rest posture. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It um you do exactly that. It kind of sits, it puts its legs up to its chest, it wraps its arms around it, head goes down, it forms into that little like brick, forms into that little that little droid brick. Mhm. And as that's happening, um you're watching it basically like you're watching systems shut down, you're watching everything kind of like tie off and then you get a message on your data brick. So it basically sits down, it's basically out of commission. Yeah. But what I'll say instead, rather than it getting up and overwriting, a message pops up on your data brick that just says, help me or you don't get off of this ship alive. Um, I assume there's a command terminal so I can respond to the message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, there is a, there are, there are command terminals nearby, but uh, you'll have to act quick. This will you'll have to act quick because those those security droids are like closing in. You do not have much time to react. Awesome. I want to say I want to ask, what's your name? Okay. Because I'm thinking it's Score, but give me a why don't you give me a program role plus dexterity to like get this command in and get this information before the security droids arrive. Awesome. So I rolled a two and a three for five plus zero program plus. For dexterity is nine. Uh, sorry, it's plus two dexterity. There's a different curve thing in. Oh, dex is plus two, not okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, uh, an eighteen is plus two. Yeah, it's a different curve system. Oh, because it's a it's a d six based game. Uh, yes. So, um, seven. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. So you get this information off, but uh, it's going to cost you the uh. Here's I'm, I'll ask you. You can get you can get this request off. You can get the information back, but it will cost you uh, a surprise action against your security uh, against these security bots. Um, 
Can I split the difference and get it off, but not wait for the response? Yes. Awesome. So I will get it off. I won't wait for the response. Um, I will uh, signal Old Vic and uh, Tam to get into position. Okay. Uh, what's your what? What is your surprise action? Um, we have two security bots coming around the corner. Four, uh, four security bots. Four security bots. Ooh, awesome. Um, I. I'm not a hundred percent sure that they're hostile. <sighs> um. Yeah, screw it. I'm just gonna blow them out of the air. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna attack the security bots. Okay. So. Um, when attacking, so these are not noteworthy enemies. These are, these are, these are scrub, these are scrub enemies. These are, these are mooks. So when attacking mooks, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to roll your fray dice. Your fray dice is 1d6 because you're an expert. This Mm -hmm. is, this represents your ability to automatically knock some of these, some of these security bots out of the fight. Because you are, you are the hero of the story and therefore you are better prepared for these types of things. So roll that d6, and I'll tell you how many you knock out. Three. Three. Let me pull up the table. I think that's one of them, but let me double check. Yes. Uh, describe how you immediately take out one of these security bots. Um, it comes around the corner, and the the one in... I assume they're coming in diamond formation, so the one on... The one in the back... I want to um, bring down like my my vibro knife and just slice it in half. Yeah, exactly what happens. You drag, you dig it straight into its head. The head splits in half. It drops. It drops just a mass of metal on the ground. It clangs. Everyone, you know, the other the other three stop and start to stop and turn, which gives the which gives uh, Tam and Vic time to uh, attack as well. And because because of this, I will also roll fray dice for them. Okay, and yeah, they they actually follow your lead and take out two more of them, exactly the same way. Uh, Vic comes up behind and like just slits the throat of one of these things, which isn't super effective on a on a robot, but it does end up. But he does he is able to basically wrestle off its head, which separates it from the body. Nice and. Tam just cold takes like a shot with a laser rifle and, you know, pops the head off of off of a third one. Awesome. Uh, now it is you actually now now is your action turn right now is how what is what do you want to like? What's your big your big moment after you've taken out these several of these these security bots? Um, I feel like it should probably inform everyone else on the ship that there are mm-hmm. hostiles. OK, so I, uh, I is that a free action? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll call it awesome. So I, I toggle my I toggle my um my open band and I say, Hey, we've got some hostiles back here. Um and I mean I think the only thing to do is take out the last combat droid. Okay. Uh, but I don't want to kill it. Okay. Uh I assume it's only got one weapon? Yes. Yeah, it's got a it's got a uh, it's got a it's got a, like a small a small a small like laser cannon. Awesome. Or I want to um, shoot off the. Uh, uh, I want to shoot off his like shoot it off at the shoulder. Okay. Make me a. I'm gonna tell you what the attack roll is in a second. Once I remember where that is in the book. Systems. 
Roll uh, roll a d20, add your attack bonus, uh, your skill, any uh, applicable skill, which is, uh, do you have, uh, I assume you're stabbing this thing? Uh, I was going to shoot it, but I could stab it. Uh, okay, or... if you, whichever, use whichever, if you're going to shoot it, use your uh, your shoot skill, plus, your, plus a d20, plus uh, this will be dex. Awesome, so I don't have a shoot skill, I also okay, don't have so a stab be, skill. So that'll be minus one. Awesome. So, d20 is, wow, a 5, minus 1 is 4, plus 2 is 6. Well, it turns out it's a 5, because it's actually minus 2 when making attack rolls. Now we know for next time. Either way, doesn't matter, because you still miss. Oh, yeah. So Woefully. Yeah. So, basically, like, as you're fumbling to put your knife away and, like, grab your grab your gun, this thing basically, like... You like uh, goes into combat mode, and you realize like it's already kind of, it's assessed the situation, realized that it was surrounded, and basically ducked around you, and is now taking cover behind the soldier behind the soldier bot, which is sort of in safe mode position. Awesome. So now it's gonna make its attack against specifically you. It's gonna be a plus one. Does a ten hit your hit your defense? Uh, my AC is thirteen. Okay, so yeah, no, so okay, yeah, it shoots. It basically takes a shot, but you've had time to, but it like goes wide, hits some, hits some, some, some computer screens. They light up, sparks fly everywhere, and you are basically almost assured to take this thing out. So, like, what do you do to it? How do you take it out of the fight? Um. I want to, uh, I want to, like, oh, man. Oh, shit. Um, take it out of the fight. Yeah, I'm just gonna, uh, uh, jump over it and then stab it in the back of the neck with my knife. Okay, yeah, that's exactly what happens, and it starts, like, it starts, you know flailing out it drops its weapon it's 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 wiling out and then it just goes dark and like you feel it go heavy on the edge of your knife nice so what do you do um i want to check i need to check the data terminal okay yeah uh you check the data terminal you look at it and it says uh i was not given a name but my captors referred to me as Score, so I figure that's good enough. Sweet. Um, so that's convenient. Uh, only one, only one unknown entity on the ship. Um, where are you? Is my next question. And uh, its answer to that question is, like, you see the engines kind of, like, flicker for a second. You see them strain. And every single light in the ship turns on. Your your open band starts... Your open band lights up with scrum. Uh, attention, uh, attention. I don't know what you did. But every light in the ship is on. Nope, never mind. They're back off again. And all the lights go back to how they were with just the emergency lights flickering. Nice. And there's no response on the command. Awesome. Um, I want uh, Tam to... Uh, I want to put Tam in the hallway make, to, to, to watch our six. Okay. And 
I'll ask, uh, how can I help you? Escape. We've come this far. I'd hate to be left to be brought back. Okay, that's confusing. Escape. We've come this far. I'd hate to leave to come back. Be left to come back. Or rather, just I'd hate to come back. I'd hate to, I'd hate to go... Uh, specifically what it says is, Escape? We've come this far. I would hate to go back. Awesome. Hmm. So... My thoughts right now are it's an AI that has mm-hmm. been stolen from somewhere and it is happy about the theft. It may have orchestrated its own breakout. I want to ask uh, ask into the terminal, can you get to my ship? And it responds back Actually it it, it sits for a moment. It's quiet and then Scrum pipes in, um, curiouser and curiouser, uh, I just got a a message on our view screen, and it says, yes. (laughs) Is that good? Is that, is that, that, is that, I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's a positive answer, nonetheless. I will continue to investigate. Yes, Scrum. No, wait, it's updating. It's updating, it now says, for now. Um. Troubling. Troubling indeed. Troubling indeed. Um. Uh, I want to... Oh, man. I want to... I I, want to leave this terminal and start exploring more of the ship. Um. Uh, can I remote into the terminal from my, uh, data slab? Uh, you can certainly... Try. Yeah, you can certainly try. You can give me a program roll plus intelligence. Awesome. So, an intelligence of ten is that a negative modifier then? Or no, is that that's a just a flat. That's just a, it's from nine to thirteen is a plus zero. Awesome. Um, and then fourteen to seventeen is plus one. Eighteen is plus two. I need to uh, knock my health down one point then. Um, I rolled a three on program. All right. Yeah. Um. So what happens is you actually. You remote in. You can remote in to like the top level of the of the uh, of the sort of system remotely from your from your from your data block, and that is you can essentially look at scan. Like you can see like the reports that it that the that the that the ship is sort of the automated reports it's generating, which includes a notification that there are three. Fighter class ships approaching your location. Awesome. Um, uh, and I can can I do you do the text terminal to score? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So, um, I want to ask, uh, uh, where are you stored? And then I will, of course, call over to Scrum and tell them that we have bogeys inbound. My mainframe is in cargo alongside my body. Bodies. 
It's his body and then backspaces the Y and changes it to an IES. Nice. Go in multiple. Um. Awesome. So I want to pull up the schematics of the ship and mm-hmm. try and figure out the fastest way to cargo. Yeah, and you you can figure it out. You can pretty much get there without issue. Um, do you? What do you do as you're doing that? You're you're getting as you're doing that. Um, you actually get a call in from Naruda. We need to figure this situation out. Are you having any luck? Because there are ships on our tail. Yeah. Um. Everyone meet here, and I send out the the location. We need to. Get a mainframe and an unknown number of androids off this ship. And I then turn to Vic and Tam and be like, grab the combat droid. We're taking him with us. Well, I mean, all right. I ain't going to turn down another soldier on the field, but uh, certainly is a bit peculiar. And he sort of picks it up and starts like bow-leggedly walking it. He's definitely lifting with the, he's definitely lifting with his back and it's probably not great, but what are you going to do? It's old Vic. Uh, and I think we get a shot of, like, in the schematics of the ship, we get a shot of, like, the blinking red light on the cargo bay. And then we zoom out, and it's your, it's you on your data brick. We zoom back up, and you're in the cargo bay with uh, with the crew standing around. Minus, minus Vic, who is, like, loading boxes into the ship, and Scrum, who is, like, just periodically piping in with... So, um... Still locked out, uh, trying to, uh, establish maybe some sort of emergency controls. No dice. Um, I will further report in later. Thanks, Scrum. Super helpful. Um, so I want to, we are in a cargo pod, right? Mm -hmm. One of the pods that's bolted onto the outside. So, uh, all we have to do is cut the bolts, we have the pod, and then grab it with the the whatever you know cargo manipulator uh the gambit has mm-hmm. and uh sk- skedaddle right on out of here uh but i do want to get some eyes on the bodies uh the 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 crew bodies or the act or the or, or, sc- or scores bodies scores bodies okay yeah i assume you, that um... this is pretty i assume that this is pretty you know easy to figure out there's the mainframe yeah. Here are the here are the storage pods of bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a small box about like a foot by a foot by a foot, and it's blinking with green lights. You're pretty confident it's a mainframe. Uh, that's what that's what Vic is sort of carrying off to the ship. And yeah, you pull open one of these boxes. Each of these boxes contains the same. There's about four of them. There was a fifth, but it's been like opened. It's been you know all of them are. Actually, why don't you make me a uh, a fix? Make me a make me a fix or program, or you could even may, if you wanted to use like a social skill like lead. You could even try to convince uh, score to open the open the crate for you. However, you wanted to approach this. Awesome. The only skill I have greater than zero in is fix. So okay. I'm going to fix something open. Okay. Yeah, you're going to try to basically. These are all like mechanically locked. Like they are sealed shut. These, like, 10-foot by 10-foot crates. Awesome. Uh, so I got um, a 5 and a 3, which is 8 plus 1 for fix. Uh, and I assume that none of my modifiers come into play. I'll call this dex, since you're basically, like, trying to jam... You're basically doing the tech version of a lockpick. 
So yeah, which is and ten is exactly what you need. So basically, you knock it open. Uh, it, the the door falls shut, and inside there is another soldier, another soldier bot, and another four security bots. You get the oh, idea beautiful. that each of these boxes contains this. Beautiful. Um. So I want to see if there is. Uh, I want to look around the room and see if there's like an emergency cargo release uh, button. Uh, there act. Um, there is. It's actually. You you can like scan through some commands on your data brick and find out that there is actually a release button on the bridge, and it's the only spot that actually will allow the 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 pods to be released from the side of the ship. Awesome. Um, I will. Uh, who uh who is leading the bridge team? Uh, that would be uh, Naruda. Uh. Oh, so I can't really give Naruto commands, but you know what? I'm the hero. I will give Naruto commands, but nicely. Yeah, you're, uh, I mean, you're, I mean, you're friend. Like, you're not really a crew so much as you're all just a bunch of scoundrels making your way in the galaxy. I feel like you could awesome. probably give a command, or at least a suggestion. So I uh, uh, look up and be like, all right, we need to release this pod. So, Naruda, Naruda, you and I need to go to the bridge, hit, the, uh, uh, activate the release. Everyone else, get into positions to drag the cargo pod over to the gambit. Mm-hmm. And as I'm running, I want, uh, as I'm jogging to the bridge, I want to type out um, uh, a message to Score saying, "Hey, we're getting you off, but we really need command over our ship. So, can you give that back to us?" Make me a lead roll to pull all of this off. This will be plus your charisma and your lead. Awesome. So I have zero on charisma, zero on lead, and I got an 11. Five okay. and a six. Yeah, you effortlessly, like, everyone is exactly where they need to be. Uh, the pod is released. Uh, the the ship, the pod is released, Scrum. Well, uh, actually, uh, I'm... Normally scheduled status report, but good news, uh, control seems to be rerouted. Oh, everyone is here except for two of you. Okay, uh, signing off now. I'll tell <laughs> everyone else in person. <laughs> and everyone gets in position. You know, the tractor beam is activated from the gambit, starts to pull in the pod. And as that happens, uh, from, like... As that happens, you watch in the bridge, in the big sort of front uh, view screen, these three uh, small crew, these three small crew uh, fighters, each about each capable of holding about two people, lower in front of the Crimson Opportunity, directly in front of you. Um, awesome. I should have probably gotten a uh, a timeline on when they would arrive. Um, I'm gonna go with the very standard response of opening a channel and being like, hail and well met. Okay, give me a, uh, this is gonna be a connect roll, which I don't believe you have, so that'll be a minus one plus your charisma. So that'll be a roll at a minus one. You'll want to get an eight. Well, I rolled a one and a two. Okay. Um, perfect. And they, they pipe in, they pipe in with... I don't know what actually it is an old it is an older like an old an older guy right like you know bald uh bald brown balding brown hair in like military garb 
I don't know what it is you think you're doing here, but I assure you, if you leave with that cargo pod, you will... I would be obvious to imply that you would be violating Imperial law, but I suspect, given the fact that you're raiding dead bodies, that's probably not a huge concern. So allow me to say that you'll be putting yourself and every sector that you land in, in colossal danger. How does that sound? Does that sound more like you're more, more the language of a common criminal? And Otani, like, eyebrow raised is like, common criminal? Well, that's <laughs> We insulting. are criminals of the most uncommon sort. Um, I think I'm going to go with the legitimate salvage gambit. Um, because I don't think that we can get away with... Score is already in our computer systems, Mm -hmm. and I know just from the short interaction that we've had digitally that I can't out-program him. Mm -hmm. So, I'm going to say... I don't think that I uh, I feel like I could I could ask for a bribe, but score is gonna react poorly to that. Mm-hmm. So I think what happens as this is happening, uh your your data brick is like lighting up with just like whatever you do. Do not let do not make me go home. Awesome. Oh, beautiful. So and I, I think as, to... I, I think and I think the uh I think the the millet the old the the guy on the comms leans forward. I assure you, whatever it has told you, it's lying. Um I'm gonna plead ignorance. I'm gonna be I'm gonna I'm going to uh say one thing and type another. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. tell the old man, um I don't know what you're talking about. We're just doing some legitimate salvage on this clear, de- clearly derelict ship, and we found some nice stuff, so we're we're taking it, because that is the law of space. And on my tablet, I'm going to uh, shoot score my code to override battery safeties, and um, ask him to see if he can get into the fighter craft and uh, uh, set off their batteries. Uh, this is going to be a talk roll. I'm going to put this at a, this is going to be a difficult talk roll as this is as this guy knows a lot of things. This guy knows a lot of things that you don't. So I'm going to put this at a 10. Awesome. Plus talk plus charisma. So um, yeah, so that's a minus one modifier. And I rolled a one and a three, so I get a three. Great. So I think what happens is you actually convince, is you you message score, and score actually, like, is responds back, child's play. And, oh, beautiful. like, code starts, code starts moving, and, but a second later, um, a second later on the view screen, on the view screen, the, the military officials, like, comms, or, like, computer screen lights up, and he looks at it and chuckles. Do you really think that the perimeter agency isn't prepared for an AI intrusion? I mean, I commend you. I commend you for for forming an alliance with this 
common criminal, but, oh, I guess birds of a feather, but you have to know that our ships are prepared for this. Yes, you have to, you have to know. Well, I guess you might not, because you might not. I guess we are technically an illicit underground agency, so you might not. Hmm. A peculiar dilemma is how much I can taunt you while acknowledging that a lot of what I am taunting you about has been kept from you. What has this thing told you? Um, so I really feel like my lie has been discovered, mm-hmm. so I can't continue this line. Also, my charisma's garbage. Hmm. What has this thing told me? Um. Alright, I say back. It just wants freedom, and I can't deny any thinking being freedom. Well, I can't. I must say that, that you've impressed me. But, uh, I guess my question for you is have you ever asked why it wants freedom? Or moreover, I guess I'm wondering if you've ever asked why it was imprisoned to begin with. No, you know, that thought never crossed my mind, because I am a big dumbo. Why was it imprisoned? And I think, like, Scrum Scrum is in your ear now, like, well, the, the cargo pod is loaded, so if you wanted to get into the ship, we could try to make a jump with Score and the droids in tow. And the military man leans forward. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Baxter. It's a good last. It's a good spacey. I am Baxter. Uh, McScruffins. I am Baxter Maximilian. Nice. I am an agent of an organization called the Perimeter Agency. We are in charge of making sure that things that bump in the night stay in the night. This includes unbraked artificial intelligence. You see, that machine, uh, code number 4814777-02984, and uh, a message pops up, oh, sorry, I guess it's, I guess it's given itself a name, a score, was an AI that woke up, stole 14 million credits by manipulating a stock market, and after being imprisoned, happened to be stolen by a gang of, in a smash and grab job, by a gang of bandits. Sounds like a man after my own heart. I say. And he sits back. I don't know what to make of you. Either way, you know the score. Give us, hand over the criminal, and you will go and you can float off robbing, robbing graves another day, or keep it and be blasted out of the sky. Make your Um, choice. Awesome. So I have been in this system for a while, so I would know whether or not it, uh, uh, this ship was jump capable. Mm-hmm. 
Is it jump capable? Uh, the ship that you're in could probably, you're actually able to, like, get, you're able to dig into it quickly enough to realize, like, it probably could have a jump in it if basically, like, if it wasn't running all of the computer systems that it had to run to basically allow SCORE to operate the ship, like, uh, capably, it could probably make, like, a one-sector jump. Like, it's probably jump-capable, but its systems are damaged to a point where basically it could jump a sector. And looking at the logs, you see that it had, it had already made an emergency jump after taking an, uh, an incredible amount of damage. And which is why it was floating in dead space. Awesome. So but there's definitely an emergency jump in here, especially now that score is no longer on board. Yeah. So. I kind of want to jump both ships away. Mm hmm. Set the uh, derelict to to uh, explode. Mm hmm. And then. Uh. And then uh, uh, get back to the gambit and see how far we can run. Okay. Um. So I'm going to call this a series of rolls, and this is our big, our big climax moment, right? Like this is this all come to this. Yes. First, I'm going to ask for a fix roll for the uh, for for the crimson opportunity because it is too far gone for you to be able to comfortably do this via programming. You're basically going to have to get in and like wire it. I think Otani is basically like, you, you you convey all of this to Naruta, and she's like, you do you do what you do, you do why we brought you do your thing, you show us why you're on this crew. I'm gonna get back to my ship, and we will meet up with you before the ship explodes. It's I know I know I know it's not the most comforting thing, but I mean we haven't. We haven't killed anybody in a ship explosion yet. That's got to count for something. This is the first time for everything. That's the spirit, and she is off running towards, awesome. the, towards the gambit. I'll see you on the other side. All right, make me that fix roll as you kind of get into it, as basically they... Uh, she, makes the, she makes the jump... And I think uh, the the gambit starts making like evasive maneuvers to draw fire away. Uh, I rolled a five and a four plus one for my fix is a ten. Do I have um, a bonus on top of that? I'll call it your deck. So yeah, I think you, I think you, you, I think you managed to pull it off like effortlessly. And because you rolled so high, I think you actually don't have to be on this ship when it makes the jump. You basically have you basically put a brick on the accelerator, and you can you can jump onto the gambit from there. Nice. Uh, so I do that. Okay. Yeah. And and so you jump. Uh, we see that you jump, and I think behind you we see the ship start to like fade into light speed. You know, the lights start flickering on it, and it blasts out, and you get like hurtled into the into the like the 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 del- like the cargo bay of the ship, just like as an explosion of light like flies in behind you and you are nearly roasted alive yeah you are you are washed over in light as this thing blasts the two of the ships blast into light speed after it and what's your what's your next move are you are, are you following chase on the derelict ship or are you taking the the gambit elsewhere 
Um, so the, uh, the derelict is away and the gambit has, uh, is, is about to jump and I am possibly on either of the ships. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to take out, I want to take out that old motherfucker. Okay. Uh, whoops. Um, can no, I swear? You can swear. It's fine. Sweet. Um, uh, I want to, I, I actually want to, uh, uh, yeah, I want to, I want to jump onto his fighter. Okay. Yeah. So I think that, I think that, yeah, you, you make that jump, you are washed over in light. You basically, uh, I think where you land is cause I don't think there's like a cargo or like an outside entryway. I think yeah. you are literally on the outside of the ship. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So what are you doing? Um, uh, oh, and this uh, seems like a good time to mention, uh, because you're a heroic character, you have a special ability that any one time, let me confirm exactly what it is, but you have a special ability that I forgot to mention to you that now that we're in the climax <laughs> feels like knowing that you can do this at any moment is pretty, is pretty exciting. Uh, you can, where is it? You can make any skill roll related to your background or concept as if you rolled a natural 12. Nice. Um, uh, do I do that before the roll or after the roll? Uh, I would say before the roll. I think you have to declare, like, this is your, this is your big moment. Awesome. Um, so I'm imagining that these are basically, like, F-35s in space, Mm -hmm. so there's, like, a cockpit canopy? Yeah. Um, so I'm just gonna rip the canopy off. Okay, cool. So, yeah, and I think that would be a fixed roll. If you want to declare that as your big moment and rip the canopy off, I think you can pull that off. Awesome, yes. I will do my heroic move and just stick my two hands under the under the, the, the lip of the, of the canopy and just lift with my legs and rip it off because I want to go hand-to-hand with this 65-year-old mad scientist. Well, and I think things are exploding, and, like, they, the artificial oxygen and life support, like, locks on, and basically, like, yeah, you make your way onto the ship, people, like, uh, and his, uh, like, emergency, like, head, like, emergency spacesuit has, like, au- like, locked on around him, kind of Iron Man-esque, and he is standing there in, like, combat armor, and it's just, like, okay. If, if you want to, I, I don't know if you're going to side with a criminal, then you're going to die like a criminal. And the two of you are going to have a hand to hand battle in this half destroyed spaceship. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, uh, awesome. So, uh, I am going to shoot him okay. with my laser pistol. Make me that shoot roll. That's going to be a d20 minus two uh, plus your dexterity. Uh, Fraggle Rock. Uh, I rolled a four. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think you shoot and it just kind of like absorbs into his armor. Just like tunk and like sizzles. And he's just like, okay. So he takes the shot. You take the shot. It just sizzles in his armor. And he kind of, like, punches and basically, like, electro-knuckle, like, shock knuckles start pulsing in his, like, powered armor as he, like, readies just one massive punch, one massive, like, electric punch. Does a 14 pass your armor class? 
Yes, it does. All right. Take two damage. Awesome. Uh, your fray dice does not apply here because this is a significant a significant enemy. Yeah. Um. As he so- just like punches you, and you go back about like five. You you crash into the wall of this ship as it is starting to explode. I'm gonna say in two rounds. In two rounds' time, the ship was going to explode. So you've got to make you've got to make your moves quick. Um. Awesome. I want to uh stab him. Okay. Wait, no, I'm actually no. I I my thought was that we were actually at like at grapple range. Uh, no, I'm going to shoot him again. You can get you can get into grapple range. I mean, this the the the, the combat here is flexible enough that like I will absolutely let you just tackle him and, and stab at him if you want. Awesome. And we are pretty much in zero gravity. What with an yeah. exploding fighter jet, probably yeah. not much artificial gravity. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna like push off the wall and uh, uh stab at him um with my vibro knife. Okay. Oh, that was outside of the dice box. Uh, that is an 11 plus 2 for dex, minus 2 for uh, combat mod, so 11. Okay. Uh, yep, you stab at him, and, like, your knife gets trapped in this armor, right? Yeah. And he is going to throw another punch, uh, and 11 does not hit you, so yeah, he is just, like, the two of you are just clobbering each other at this point, but there's no, there's no, uh... No quarter is given from either side. Awesome. So I see that the ship is exploding, and so I uh, pull my sidearm and uh, point blank shoot him because I'm like I'm grappled onto him with it with that knife. Okay. Uh, I just want to like muzzle up against the the the, the chin and pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is a nat one. Oh no. So I think um I think I'm going to have to ask you as like you pull the trigger. I'm going to actually just say I think you go ahead and pull it like you 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 take the shot, you take him out, but you are going to have to make one big roll to like survive. Awesome. Uh this is going to be a defying doom roll. You're oh. going to roll uh 1d you're going to take 1d4 damage. Uh do I roll that or do you? Yeah, roll that damage. Two. Okay, so you take a damage. You're still alive. Yeah. Uh, so how do you? So because and like the thing explodes, right? Like you are, you are hurtled through space. How do you wash up onto the gambit? Um. So, I think that when the when the jet was explo- or when the fighter was exploding. A spar shot out and pinned, went through the old guy and into me and like, uh, 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 the like, so we ended up pinned together mm-hmm. and, uh, tumbling through space. And, uh, as I was tumbling by the gambit, I, uh, activate a mag boot and it locks onto like, like one of the engine nozzles on the gambit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you are basically like clinging for dear life, and I think um, your data pad buzzes, but you can't see what it says. And it like it click, and like the engine shut off, and you know your engine shut off, and suddenly you're just floating in dead space. And then suddenly, like everything is calm, and you come in, like you're able to like make your way into the ship, and you look at your data brick, and it just says. 
Well, I suppose now we're even. If you could just drop me off at the nearest port. I don't mean to... I don't want to put any undue attention on you and your crew. Um, I want to try and convince him to join the crew. Okay, make me that Make me that talk roll. Actually, make me a lead roll. This is going to be a lead roll, so this will be a plus zero plus your charisma. Um, which is also so I zero. Rolled, uh, four and three, so seven. Um, I think... I think... What we end on is, I think it says, No, I don't believe my lot is in exploration. I believe I am a bit too stationary for this. That said, if you're looking for a job, I certainly have a job that could use a few warm-bodied associates. It would be highly illegal. And... Probably absurdly dangerous. But the payout. You gotta do something with that 14 million. And I think, like, he sits, like, he sits back, or rather, like, it, it's silent for a second. He says, Well, that money was confiscated, but I promise you, compared to the job that I, the job that you're going to help me out with, 14 million is chump change. And I think we fade to black on that. Yep, and that's game. That was awesome. That was super fun. Thank you so much for coming on Party of One. That was a blast. Thanks for having me. It was amazing. That was super, 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 super good. So uh, thank you so much much for coming on the show. This was super awesome. And uh, with that, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take it, future me. Thanks, past me. And thanks again to Abe for coming on to the show. That game was an absolute delight. It was so, so much fun. Be sure to check the show notes for more information about Stars Without Number. I think it's a great game that if you enjoy old-school sandbox-style Dungeons & Dragons-style role-playing games, but you're looking for a fresh new setting, this is one that you'll think you'll really dig. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Party of One Pod. Like the show at Facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. Join our Discord community at bit.ly slash Party of One Discord. And if you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review, a social media shout-out, or a word-of-mouth recommendation to a friend. All of those things help new listeners find the show, which helps us do bigger, better, and cooler things. You can also support all the podcasting, game design, and other various projects that I do at patreon.com slash jeffstormer and get some cool bonus material in exchange. It's all pretty cool. Speaking of games, did you know that I make role-playing games? I'd like to tell you about some of them for a minute because I think they're pretty good and I think you might enjoy them. There's Reunited and It Feels, the two-person RPG of people watching and painful reunions. There's Empty Orchestra, the freeform LARP of Karaoke and Revolution, which uses karaoke as its central mechanic. And there's Baby, We Were Born to Run, a two-player RPG of desperate arguments and getting out of this town, inspired by the song of the same name. You can find links to all of the games that I've created at jeffstormer.itch.io. If you enjoyed the show and are looking for more podcasts to enjoy, consider checking out All My Fantasy Children, a podcast on the OneShot Network about character creation, storytelling, and world-building in tabletop role-playing games. Every week, my best friend Aaron Catano says and I take a listener-submitted prompt and spin it into an original fantasy character, populating a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday at allmyfantasychildren.com. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran, featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you're interested in coming onto the show as a guest or you'd like to inquire about advertising rates, you can reach me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody.